Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there, friends. I am so glad that you're with me today. You are in for a ride because we are going to be talking about something that I personally find pretty difficult, some days more than others. And if you're like me, you might also struggle with being really hard on yourself. And also, if you're like me, it might have taken you a while to realize it. Maybe you haven't even realized it yet, because I know I was well into my 20s before it dawned on me that I would never speak to a friend the way that I was speaking to myself in my head. There is a reason I define the ish girl as someone who has grace with herself. I have to have that constant reminder because my inner voice's default is very critical sarcasm. Now, as parents and as teachers, it is super important that we are modeling what it looks like to have a kind and gentle inner voice because our teens pick up on so much more than we give them credit for. And when we have critical inner voices, it shows up in our actions, in our emotions, in our attitudes. And all of our actions stem from what's going on inside our brains, whether it's a thought or a feeling or both. Our minds drive our actions and our behaviors. And that means that what we're thinking influences how we interact with our teens. And that's what we're focusing on today, how our negative self-talk impacts our actions. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you might remember an episode I did with my friend, Diane Lynn. I'm including a link to it in the show notes, but it was all about something called the thought model. And that's a tool that helps you take your involuntary thoughts and shift them into intentional ones. And here's what I mean. As a teacher, do you ever find yourself thinking something along these lines? I'll never get these plans done. Maybe I'm just not cut out to be a teacher. Why don't they just listen to me? Or as a parent, do you find yourself thinking, everything I say and do with my teen is wrong right now. I just can't win. Or I'll never get through to her. Or even I'm a horrible parent. Why can't I just stop nagging or yelling or overreacting? Fill in the blank there. So have you had similar discouraging or even shaming thoughts like that? So moments of inadequacy are human, but if they aren't kept in check, thoughts like these are going to mushroom into bigger problems. We have to take those thoughts and replace them with something that's going to serve us. If this is resonating with you, whether you use a tool like the thought model or something else to replace those negative thoughts that don't serve you with intentional ones that do, it is time for a change. Teaching and parenting middle schoolers is hard. 
And it can also be very isolating. If you're a teacher and often even when you're a parent, we're often the only adult in the room. And that can lead to us keeping a lot of our thoughts to ourselves during the day. And the question is, are you paying attention to what you're saying to yourself? Because if you continue to let critical thoughts go unchallenged, they can lead to feelings of anxiety and depression, and they can even start chipping away at your self-esteem. So this is not only important for you and your well-being, it is important for your relationship with your teens. When you're interacting with your middle schoolers, you are effectively on a stage. Your teens are always watching. They're watching how you treat yourself, they're watching how you treat other adults, and they're watching how you treat them and your other students or kids. So as a true mentor, which is our end goal in teaching and parenting middle schoolers, right? It is time to get your own thoughts in check. But how do you do that? So I would say a very practical first step is to have a small notebook with you and start writing things down. Not every thought, of course, but as it becomes a habit, you're gonna to start to do it more automatically. You're just tracking your thoughts, just like you might track your exercise or eating, and that's gonna give you some data that you can look at, and you can try to find some patterns there. And another place to start with this is also with your feelings. And again, I would say jot these down in your notebook. Do you feel anxious at certain times of the day? Do you feel depressed during certain activities? Notice the thoughts you're having during those feelings. There is definitely a connection there. Now I'm gonna back up a little bit because I'm telling you to write this down in a notebook because I, I think I've shared before, I'm a total um, office supply, school supply freak and I love my notebooks. You might want to just open up a, um, a new note on your phone or, um, or whatever you use to jot things down, whether it's with an iPad or some other kind of tablet, you do you, but just you want a place to capture all of these things because identifying your thoughts and emotions is a skill that you can develop. The key is in self-awareness. Now, for this note-taking, I encourage you to use the self-awareness questions that I talked about in last week's episode that my friend Tammy Scow shared with me to really guide your note-taking. So those questions, just to remind you, are, what am I thinking? What thoughts are running through your head? What am I feeling? Again, these can be one-word emotions, and there may be more than one, right? What sensations am I experiencing in my body? Do you have a rapid heartbeat? Um, is there numbness anywhere? Is there a roaring in your ears? And then the next one would be, what is my involuntary body movement and body language? Throughout the day, do you find yourself crossing your arms, tapping your toes, hunching in on yourself, or even the opposite, having your chest out? Do you drop your head down? Are your shoulders up around your ears? Pay attention to all those little body language clues that you have going on involuntarily. And then also, what are your five senses experiencing in the moment? Do you have tunnel vision or is the sound muffled for you? Are smells intensified? Are sounds amplified, etc. things like that. Now, this is going to take some practice. It's not intuitive, really, to stop what you're doing and kind of jot down and think about your thinking. It just know that it's going to be uncomfortable at first, but keep at it because this will make a difference and it will get easier. 
Now, from there, I would highly recommend using the thought model steps to process what you observed. Using that is going to also help you be intentional about shutting down those critical thoughts and replacing them with ones that serve you. And that is a resource that I will actually also include in the show notes. You can find those at theishgirl.com forward slash EP117 and download them and kind of walk through the process that's laid out there. So being aware of what's going on in your head is really going to empower you to change those thoughts and change your emotions. And that, my friend, will change your reactions as well. Now, there are definitely some pitfalls that I want to help you avoid here. And the biggest one would be shame or pride, which would keep you from moving forward. So shame, according to the website Good Therapy, is a feeling of being unworthy, bad, or wrong. And I have a link to the article where I found all this information from, again, in my show notes. And I think it's worth noting here that one of the quickest roads to shame is perfectionism. Again, from the Good Therapy website, perfectionism is often defined as the need to be or appear to be perfect or even to believe that it's possible to achieve perfection. So perfectionism is such a trap, friends. And I know it's often seen as a positive trait that helps your chances of success, But perfectionism can lead to really self-defeating critical thoughts or behaviors that make it a lot harder to achieve your goals. Not to mention the fact that it can cause stress and anxiety and depression and other mental health issues. Again, you guys know Brene Brown is one of my favorites. And here is a quote about perfectionism from her. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfection is not about healthy achievement and growth. She explains that perfectionism is used by many people as a shield to protect against the pain of blame, judgment, or wait for it, shame. Now, one of her books, one of her first books is called The Gifts of Imperfection, and it is a great read if perfectionism is something that you struggle with. And I will have a link to that in my show notes as well, theishgirl.com forward slash EP117. So If you're experiencing shame, if you struggle with perfection, just take little steps, friend, teeny tiny steps to move past it and just be willing to do the work towards change. Self-awareness and self-discovery can be super overwhelming at times, but these small steps truly do make a difference, not just with you, but also in modeling that for your teens. Honesty also makes a big difference. A willingness to change for your own well-being makes a difference and is so important because you need to be your best self. Those around you need you to be your best self. So if you truly want to be a role model for your students, start by being kind to yourself. This episode is sponsored by the Meaningful Mentor Book Database subscription. It is not an easy process to forge connection with your teens. I know what it is like to wonder if you are making an impact. Do they hear you? Are they internalizing what you're trying to model and teach them? I also know what it's like to have those breakthrough moments, to see the light bulb go off in their eyes and to feel a bond of connection. More than anything else, I want to help you create those moments of opportunity. In my own quest to create connection with teens, I have discovered a simple secret. Books. They can be a powerful catalyst for breaking down barriers and building relationships with your teens. 
When you read what your teen is reading, it opens the door to meaningful conversations. Conversations that give you insight into the minds of the teens you care so much about. But here are the problems with reading what your teens are reading. One, you may not know which books to read. What novels are going to be best for talking about the big issues your teen is facing now or will face in the future? Two, you might have a teen who isn't willing to read with you at all or even share what they're reading on their own. And three, even if you read their favorites, you may not know how to get the conversation started. That is where I have you covered, my friends. I have created the Meaningful Mentor book database with teachers, parents, spiritual leaders, and volunteers just like you in mind. Categorized not only by author and genre, but also by issues, this book database is a goldmine when it comes to finding books that are great conversation starters. A quick search will give you multiple titles that have stories that touch on exactly the topics that you want to broach with your teens. Want to talk about social media, academic pressure, bullying, friendship, dating relationships? You'll find books that encompass those themes along with 40 plus other issues and hot topics that are all searchable. If you want to go deeper with your teens to create connection and trust, and if you want to feel the thrill of discovering what your teen is thinking and understand them a little better, and if you want to experience firsthand the opportunity to speak into the lives of your teens, then you don't want to miss the power of books, my friends. Books save lives, and the Meaningful Mentor Database puts them all at your fingertips. Want to know more? Head to theishgirl.com to discover all the details of this one-of-a-kind subscription. Okay, friends, thank you again for being with me today. If you'd like to know more about this, I would love for you to sign up for my weekly email. I share things there that I don't share anywhere else. So from an ish girl who is giving myself a pat on the back and speaking very kindly to myself this week because I have been able to get my second COVID vaccination, pat on the back to me, and I'm so excited about that. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.